Hello, midlifing listeners. Lee here. Just to say that today's episode has some conversations that some people might find a little bit difficult. Simon and I have an extended conversation about the topic of miscarriage. Please be assured that what we're trying to do is discuss it in the most sensitive way that we can manage, um, and the intention is not to provoke any discomfort in any of you. Okay, on with the podcast. Speaking of listeners, we've got um, we've got two emails in the post box, haven't we? We um, I don't want to uh, make it sound like uh, we're being inundated, but we've had an enormous quantity of email. Uh, well, it's a hundred percent increase in the emails from last week. <laughs> <laughs> so statistically, we're in a very very strong space. It's true. It's the the um, it's an exponential rise basically in the in the volume of email. Gosh, imagine if this just keeps going. By February, we'll have literally eight. I can't do sums. It will be more than that. I know. I know. Well, you know, yes, let's not get into exponentials because no. uh, they, uh, they increase quickly. This is a podcast in which two friends have serious conversations about silly things and silly conversations about serious things. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. Bagriana Popoff. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. I'm just going to let it hang there because uh, you've definitely got the letters in the right order. <laughs> Actually, she has lots of questions in this email. She does, she does. Are... Uh, one of them is how many times I shower a day because any more than three is a problem. I'm happy to announce that I only really shower once a day, twice if it's a special occasion. The thing about Bagriana in this case is that she flirts with feedback. There's no question she's flirting with feedback here. Oh, for sure. She's, it's quite, it's it, irresponsible on her part. I think so. I think it's, I mean, I'd say borderline rude, but I've never met her. So yeah, quite a I few questions know. come to mind after listening to your delightful, ridiculous and provocative podcast. Apologies if that resembles feedback. Yes, it does. It, it, does. it feels a lot like feedback. Yeah. But one of the questions, I've answered uh, what, the showering uh, one. shower question, but the other question is what we haven't talked about over the last 14 years. And, um, and oh, it kind I'm of... nervous. Well, yeah, I mean, I. this is probably part two of our Christmas fucking hell. Christmas I just realised where I'm going to go. This is our Christmas-themed podcast that I'm about to drop the mother of all shits on the floor. <sighs> so this okay, comes up because of the idea of you using humour to, oh. um, to deflect a oh. difficult moment. And, and you really are. This is really. This is a really difficult combat. This is a. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. And yeah, it will yeah. probably end up with one or both of us crying. I just want to preface that I wouldn't talk about this if Bob hadn't published about it already. So Bob has gone on the record. This is not me speaking about something which isn't mine to speak about because yep. Bob has written about it in two or three different. Uh, she's written a chapter about notions of grief. She's written at least two articles about about grief and performance um, in relationship to miscarriages that she's had, hmm. um, of which she's had more than one. Um, and miscarriages are a really... Um, first of all, there's something that are not spoken about very often. When they are spoken about, we've just seen over the last couple of weeks that uh, Meghan Markle, who married um, the 
Queen okay. Elizabeth II's grandson, what's he called? Ginger one. Harry. And she's now the Duchess of, I don't know, a place? Surrey? Sussex? Anyway, she's a former actor. She wrote in... New York Times. She wrote about a miscarriage that she experienced over the summer. And wouldn't you know, the British tabloids went to town on her. Um, There's been lots of think pieces about whether this is or isn't just deeply systemic racism about attacking a woman of colour. Um, who had the temerity to marry into the you know the whitest family uh, in Christendom? So whether it's you know whether it's that or or it's not, I don't know. Uh, whether it's racist, it's certainly sexist. Uh, the 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 fact that what w- the response of many uh, British tabloids was, oh God, looking for uh, sympathy. Why doesn't she just keep this kind of thing private? Why on earth is she talking about this? And it's because that um, miscarriage is something that we just don't know how to speak about um they're depressingly routine um and often absorbed into a person's life because you know they're they're uh, maybe bracketed by 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 successful births um and they take on a different sort of heft if they're not bracketed by successful births which is the case for, for us um and um so i was i was I I'm always grateful when people write about it, when women write about it. One of the things I think is interesting is that it's very rare for men to offer a perspective about miscarriage because it's a strange thing that doesn't happen to you. It happens near you. But where it sits as a as an experience is it's it's hard it's hard to talk about without looking like you are trying to steal the thunder of the person who experienced mm. the loss from their body which is something which is i find incalculable i don't know how i don't know how it's so alien because men don't grow things men, men don't grow things so we don't understand it at all it's it's utterly <laughs> alien to us um yeah so <sighs> So I remember that after the first the first uh, miscarriage, um, we told you, or I told you, and you said, think about how much fun you can have making the next one. Oh, oh Simon. And it was... Uh, Did I, I really? Was, yeah, oh. but what I was more angry about was, was me, that I didn't use that as an opportunity to talk to you about your response. Mm-hmm. And instead, I maybe spent the next three or four years just very quietly withdrawing from you, mm. being less present, being, I, I don't mean that we didn't see each other or didn't speak to each other. I was just less, I was less emotionally available. I was less with you. Mm. I think that's probably f- f- fair to say that that was the case for the world um, mm. because this was the beginning of a, a long process. Oh, of, mate. Uh, it's we're at the we're at the very much at the other side of it now. So I mean, it's I I don't think it's one of those things that I'd ever be able to 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 make light of. But it's not something that I can't. I don't wince when I hear the word miscarriage, and I no longer look at pregnant people and 
oh, I'll cut this bit out, but want to push them underneath buses. <laughs> Which I, I, I won't lie, that was, a, that, was a, that was a wild moment, just going, oh, I fucking hate all of you. How dare you? How dare you be feckoned in front of me? Or rather, how dare you be feckoned in front of Bob? Anyway, so that is something that we haven't spoken about. The fact that there are, yeah, there are things that... And I'm sure there must have been moments, Simon, where I have said something that has wounded you and you haven't felt able to bring me up on. Yeah, I I have a... Uh, this is some kind of... Uh, it is funny in a way because I... I actually have a really bad I have a, a what I've described as a scorched earth policy towards memory oh. um which is really useful uh in a therapeutic sense meaning someone will say do you remember when I said, no I don't ever don't have any memory of that at all and so it's not because I'm trying to you know block a memory or uh, it's it's more that I just I got a really shit memory yeah and um and and so what you I mean, I can. I guess I could conjure up something, but it's not like I'm. Um, I've been, you know, holding on to something which I really wanted to talk about with you. But also, I don't want to bat away. Also, just so this doesn't become a tennis match. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm really serious. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm. <laughs> if it was a tennis match, I would lose because we know that you're semi-pro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I, 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 you know, I do. I feel just profoundly saddened by, um, uh, by the situation you're talking about, but also my response to it, and um, because my response is also so uh, was and is also so, um, ugh, so blah, and so um, riddled with kind of masculine bullshit. Um, it really is. It's 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 just totally. Um, ugh. Don't even know where to begin with it, really. Uh, um, and so, yeah, I, I, it's great. I, I get to apologise to you again um, on a podcast. I, uh, <laughs> but I, I guess I'm, I'm curious about. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to deflect from it again as well. But uh, it, it's a very this thing about humour is um, because in a way that's that's also what we're doing here in this in this conversation. These conversations are about talking about funny things. Uh, seriously and seriously think serious things in a funny way so, so those lines are really um they're kind of perfect for me um because i yeah that do you, do you understand what i mean yeah i do it, it, i suppose it starts to it starts to unpick questions about well what are the serious things that we can be light about and what and it's not about what are the lines that are um impossible to be crossed because I, you know, I, I kind of, I did say, I feel like I'm about to drop the biggest turd on the floor, um, which, you know, in a sense, conversationally speaking, I have. Um, well, no, not at all. Come on. This is, I, no, this is it, gold. But this, I mean, this, this is, this is an interesting moment for us because like we, we, I think, I think the people who are listening know that we are finding our rhythm. They know that there, there are moments where we, we've been doing kind of, massively inane prattle which is just like silliness <laughs> i just don't i just don't i don't agree I, I've, I've, I've heard how, no how dare, <laughs> how dare you this is my legacy that i'm speaking of here um but but you know we, we 
<laughs> There's, it's safe to say that we have tonal shifts. <laughs> but how, I wonder, because this is, the, okay, now, I wonder how this sort of a story sits in somebody's ears. Somebody oh. who hasn't asked for this. Because oh. now I'm going to, you know, last, last time we taught, I used the word, I used the word triggering about, um, I, about your nail bed injury. <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. Well, no, you can because we were talking about something. We were we were using a, a we were using a high value word for a low value, um, or certainly a, very, a, a word with a lot of currency in these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how you replaced high value with currency. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I just really enjoyed that. I was reinforcing it's... what you were saying. <laughs> I think there's a better word. Currency, I was thinking euros, sterling, American dollars, lira. <sighs> there's no such thing as lira anymore. Don't they, Just because don't you're tu- learning. Isn't there Turkish lira? Don't Turkish. Oh, Turkish? I was thinking Italian lira. I'm sorry. I don't know enough. I've, I've only been to Turkey once. Maybe they have euros there now. I don't know. It's a long time since I was in Turkey and it was pre the euro. Anyway, I was thinking that, you know, we, we, evoked, the t- we evoked the term triggering. Knowing what, do you, what do you mean, we white men? <laughs> <laughs> I've never used it. Okay, so but now now we are in a territory that is has the potential to be genuinely and and I'm going to use the word I think not just in the sense of its its currency, but actually in the real sense that it could well be triggering for people who are listening because to go back to the huge critiques that were laid at Meghan Markle's door um, by yeah. by beginning to talk about her, her miscarriage in, in a public context. It's like, this is, you know, this is, you're looking for attention. You're, you, you don't share this material. It's like, well, yeah, there are lots of people who have never spoken about their, you know, their experiences in a more um, beyond the, the kind of the very close-knit friendship groups or, or fam- familial uh, context. Uh, Bob as I said, has has published about it because she's. If anybody, yeah, wants I've read to, some. I've read some of the. Um, yeah, some, I think some there's, of there's one she writes in a special edition of. Um, it's called Studies in Theatre and Performance (STP). It gets called. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and she wrote. Um, she wrote about the idea of of carrying a zombie. Mm. Um, because she, her, the first miscarriage she had was something called a missed miscarriage or a silent miscarriage, which is where um, the 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 baby stops developing um and the person carrying the fetus oh, um man. doesn't doesn't expel doesn't expel the tissue and so they don't know that they're no longer pregnant and yeah. they don't know that they're no longer pregnant until there is um a scan so um, in this case is, pregnancy doesn't pregnancy if you're carrying what's effectively a dead fetus you are wow. no longer pregnant oh no 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 if you are carrying a uh, a fetus which is which is no longer viable, which is dead. Yeah. Uh, you are still pregnant because the body is still producing hormones, and that's what's really confusing. So Bob was continuing to have morning sickness. Bob was having all of the symptoms of pregnancy, and then there was a scan, and then she continued to have the the symptoms of pregnancy because the decision that the um, the medical team make is well, it's not a decision. They say, "What do you want to do? We can um, go in." Remove and remove the fetus. The, the fetus 
um, surgically. Um, we can give you some pills which will effectively help the, 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 the material be shed. Or we can just let nature take its course. Um, we tend to advise that you let nature take its course because it's better, it's better for the body. Uh, if you intend to try and get pregnant again later and all of those sorts of things, because it minimizes potential risks down the line. And so Bob uh, opted for the advice and, and continued to carry this, this baby for, I think, another six weeks. Um, so <sighs> so she, write, she writes about the idea of um, taking it places. She writes about the idea of, um, of going on an aeroplane for the first time and uh, with it and she so, so, you know it is yeah it's a really nice piece of writing I'll, I'll link to it uh we will link to it in the notes although i have the strangest feeling that this will never get published mm. as in this conversation it's funny when you um when you use the t word um i it wasn't clear to me uh it, it's really interesting isn't it because in a way, I'm keeping two conversations in my mind here at the moment, and one is about these the circumstances and the, the details of which uh, when you're talking about uh, uh, what happened with, you, with with Bob and with you and Bob um, and these miscarriages. Uh, you know, these these are specifics I don't I'm not aware of. Um, uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't know them, and you know that's in part because if I'm going to if I'm going to deflect from the seriousness of something, it's not exactly inviting specifics, is it? So that's one. That's that's one. So there's the specifics of that situation, and then there's the second conversation, which is a conversation about friendship and the margins and edges of friendship, which is how it began. Which is what are the things you've never talked about? And also, you said because for three or four years you withdrew, and that's not. Yeah. Um, that doesn't come as a surprise to me, A, that you would have chose to do that or felt the need to do that, but also it's not like it wasn't not obvious to me, right? That's not, you know, that's not a... Um, and I guess my my question would be, well, what changed? Like, why is it that we might approach some kind of intimacy again as friends now? Oh, that's a really, really good question, and I've thought, I've, I've thought long and hard about that myself because We're spending a lot I, of time together. At the you moment. know, you, I mean, you not obviously, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. I know, I know. We're not. Who not does that anymore? But, but yeah, but, <laughs> but mentally, um, I, you know, you said that you have a blasted, uh, a scorched earth yeah. policy when it comes to memory. I have a scorched earth policy when it comes to friendship. You mean that's right? You like that's I it. am. I just, I'm really, really easy at just going dead to me, walk away. I was going to say, very hard to get rid of me. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, actually, I did find it very hard to get rid of you. I found it hard. I did find it really hard to get to, to just be able to do the scorched earth with you because it was a moment of, although it's characteristic of the way that you cope with, um, discomfort and comfort actually yeah i actually that's true you do you you do use humor about yeah yes, in both, yes. both ends of that spectrum but it, it was where i think it was uncharacteristic and i think it was uncharacteristic in the sense that this was entirely unintentional um is that it had 
it was the only time in 14 years that I'd experienced cruelty. And I didn't experience cruelty in the intention. I experienced cruelty in the reception. Oh, and there is a, yeah, there is a that, difference that there. That is amazing. And I think... Sorry, sorry. Keep going. But I knew, th- I knew that at the time. But I also knew that I wasn't able to have the conversation with you. I wasn't able to say, mate, that's too much. Let me explain why. Because... I was just in it, and also I. You mean you did understand you know, the process that you were in? in yeah, yeah. Oh, you I were deep I in the middle that, of I something didn't understand incredibly that. complex and painful, and oh, I, I was deep at the yeah. start of something. Yeah. I wish I was in. No, yeah, yeah. no. I mean, I, Christ, I wish yeah. I'd been at the, in the middle of it. It's. I don't know how you. I still don't really know how you mourn something oh. that isn't, and has, has never been. It's, which is why to keep hammering back to Meghan Markle, I think it's so important to talk about it, to talk about it in a public context. This is, it is, this is, I'm going to do that, preface something I'm about to say by saying this is interesting. Everybody's pinning their ears back now. The end to say, say it, say it. Um, What you experienced, my, that, that statement about, you know, having fun making another one. Oh, just even saying it like that just makes my heart fucking sing. Oh. As I understand it, um, as I understand myself, I'm not trying to not talk about it. My desire is to not. It's to, it's not to avoid it, right? It's it's more that that stuff, that deflecting, as you described it, deflecting is a, definitely a way of um, evoking and trying to. It's bizarre, actually. I think comfort, meaning that we can be in a situation now. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And so, it, so the this is this beautiful thing you said the other day about you know not never being able to know the intentions of the, the, of the things that people say. Uh, you know, we can only know the words and not their intent. But in this case, the the effect of the words is so fundamentally opposite to their desire, and the the gravity of that opposition is phenomenal. In the context of a friendship, in the context of the experience of of, um, of pain that you were going through, and that is what, and that's where that's where the humour in that case is just terrible because it has the power to do that. It really does, and I, you know, I want to say, I am going to say it again. I'm sorry, and also, oh, also, no, no, also, um, I love you. Oh, sweetheart, I love you too. Yeah, and that's another reason that I that that the scorch you could scorch earth me. <laughs> Well, I couldn't. No, I couldn't because you know, the, you, the, it, <laughs> if we, if I was to weigh, if I was to weigh your actions, you know, across even up until that moment, leave alone the po- the points after, um, the weight of um, the weight of kindness was so heavily on your side, so heavily on your side, and I knew that. I think on some level, I knew that. Um, do you keep was... a spreadsheet about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not my mother. <laughs> I, I knew I knew that that that's the yeah, the there was there was too much. So we, we you know we've just been talking here about intention reception, and I, and I kind of I I also don't want this to become um, a delve or a, a dive into just one thing because uh, Bagjana was that better? I just think your first effort was closer to how I would say. It. Bagriano. There you go. Actually, I'll say, I'll, say, I'll say it like a, I'll say it like a, like a Mancunian, like just, I am. Bagriano. Yeah, oh, Bagriano. Oh, that's great. That's yeah, great. Bagriano. Anyway, 
Um, <laughs> she will love that. <laughs> she, also, I'm, you know, can I? Oh, sorry. You you should finish your thought. No, I was only. I will. It's, it's actually. It's not finishing because it's starting. Because I was going to say that we're talking about intention and reception, and you you referenced back that idea of knowing what conversation we're in, and she asked another question, which oh, was, yeah. "What signs do you think you showed?" that could explain how the Italian woman interpreted the situation. Yeah, she, she's referring to I'm episode four, which is you've never thrown your keys in my fishbowl, right? That situation. Yeah, that's, that's the situation where you were in a conversation where you thought one thing was happening and somebody thought another thing was happening, which I guess we, we've, we've sort of just negotiated in a, in a micro way that you thought one thing was happening and I thought another thing was happening. Yeah, so you I thought you were opening up a door to have a conversation. Okay, so the question, what signs do you think you showed, Simon, that could explain how the Italian woman interpreted the situation? Meaning she interpreted it one way and I thought I was doing one thing. So that background is... Uh, fantastically saying what were you responsible for Simon isn't she I mean I'm not trying to be too hard on myself either because you know fuck if that's one thing we've talked about it's like how can we how can we also go easy on ourselves look I think the thing that you have to understand is that my professional life for a long time was going into companies of people who we might have known each other but we would be together for six weeks you know, this is pickup dance companies. So they're, right. um, and you would spend intense amount of time together for a short amount of time. Sometimes it might be three months. Sometimes it might be six weeks. Sometimes it might be just three weeks. And the degree of intimacy in those spaces is high, right? You're physically in contact with people. You're mostly talking about highly intimate things that are going on in the situation or about things about humans. So that it's it's incredibly um let's say fickened if I can use that word again. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's full of um of yeah, of of people being with each other in a way that no other workplace I can imagine is like. Perhaps in theatre companies, yes. But again, the pickup thing makes a difference because it's not like you're spending, it's not like year upon year with the same people. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I think I bring a certain amount of that to any conversation I have, which is a kind of openness and a willingness or a readiness, which is, you know, I guess ironic uh, given the deflecting um the deflector shields version of, uh, of of myself, and I think it would be very easy for someone, particularly not a native speaker uh, of English, to hear that bubbliness and that willingness to talk about things, which is more, more than the weather and more than what yeah. did you do today, to yeah. to read those as indicators of intimacy. Don't get me started on the hilarious IVF stories. You've 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 never had a, a a more disappointing wank than the one that you have, while somebody is waiting on the other side of a serving hatch <laughs> to, uh, to 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 receive your plastic cup full of jizz. 